Welcome to Asphalt Talk, a podcast by and for asphalt professionals. Join our expert hosts as they tackle real industry issues to pave a smoother way for asphalt suppliers and producers. This podcast is sponsored by MAPA, the Missouri Asphalt Pavement Association. Founded to promote quality and accountability, MAPA has been serving the asphalt producers of Missouri since 1990. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Asphalt Talk. I'm your host, Dale Williams, with the Missouri Asphalt Pavement Association. Today, we're sitting down with Noel Torpy from Hush Blackwell to tackle the 2023 Missouri Legislative Session. Noel, could you tell us a little bit about Hush Blackwell and your position there? Sure. Yeah, thanks, Dale. Thanks for having me. Uh, so Hush Blackwell not only is at the uh, state level, it's also at the federal level. And we're in uh, numerous states across the country, which is you know beneficial because you, you get to pick the ears of many different uh, government affairs folks that are happening all around the country and also at the federal level, which is you know really important, especially with so much in our world, you know, with so much transportation dollars flowing from the feds to the states, it's really beneficial to be able to talk to some of our colleagues in D.C. to see, you know, what's happening and how that's trickling down to the states. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a principal at, at Hush Blackwell. I'm a, a registered lobbyist at the state level. Um, and so, you know, when I walk the halls in Jeff City, I, I'm the Missouri Asphalt Association's voice. And so, you know, I take it with great honor and and really enjoy that responsibility. So, Noel, how long have you been with Hush Blackwell? This will be my sixth year uh, with Hush Blackwell. And so, uh, you know, I great. work with Andy Blunt and Jay Richard, and uh, we have a great team in, in Jeff City. So, can you tell us a little bit about your hobbies outside of work? Sure. You know, um, you know, I love spending time with my family, um, love sports. Uh, both my boys play collegiate baseball. So we spend a lot of time in that universe of, uh, you know, watching and, and just enjoying my wife and I, Julie, she's a teacher, uh, been married for 25 years, been together for 30. So we really do enjoy watching the boys, uh, uh, you know, participate in sports and hanging out with family and traveling. And, uh, and, and, you know, during session, of course, we read a tremendous amount, but I, I actually enjoy reading outside of work also. So that's a little bit about myself. What is uh, one thing that most people in the asphalt industry don't know about you? I would guess most people wouldn't know that, um, I ran a landscape company for 25 years, so uh, very much in blue collar and enjoyed that work tremendously and uh, have a great respect for uh, asphalt workers and how hard they work. Okay. So Noel, now that the election's over, can you give us your thoughts on how the election results may impact the asphalt industry? Yeah, Dale, as you know, you know, the speaker-elect and soon to be sworn in uh, Dean Plocker from the St. Louis area is, is very much a fan of the asphalt industry. So obviously that's going to benefit us tremendously. Uh, there was a very competitive, also in the house, competitive uh, floor leaders race and John Patterson from the Lee Summit area, Kansas City area uh, was victorious in that. And, and I think that will also benefit us. Uh, he's also a, a big fan. And so, you know, it, it's always on the House side, it's so different than the Senate. On the House side, it, it is very leadership heavy. And what I mean by that, there's a couple key chairmen, and, and then there's the speaker, the floor leader, really and truly, that kind of runs the House. 
to some degree, the minority leader plays a, a role sometimes on some key votes, but uh, getting you know the caucus uh, together. But the House is just tremendously leadership heavy, so it really does matter who's in leadership. And on the Senate side, especially in Missouri, a Missouri State Senator is so powerful. I mean, there's 34 of them, and you really have to work with all of them closely uh, if you're wanting to try and get something passed. And so it, it makes it very difficult when you're pushing legislation that is controversial um, because they can filibuster so easily at the state level for a state senator. And so, um, you know, the, the leadership races are different. On the Senate side, you know, uh, Caleb Rowden, who was the floor leader, is now Senate Pro Tem, and he's always been good to us. I don't foresee anything, any trouble there. It'll depend on kind of how the chairmans uh, shape out, you know, Senator Brown, whose current chair of transportation has been so good to us. Uh, hopefully he stays there or he may move to a, a fiscal oversight committee, which he would, I believe, be very beneficial to us as well. But the floor leader um, <clears throat> is Cindy Laughlin and, and her husband runs a concrete company. So that will be interesting to see how that dictates and how that plays uh, with legislation on the Senate side. Um, you know, we're just going to have to stay on top of that with her in a, such a powerful position and make sure we continue to educate her on our issues. And, and also, no, no, Dale, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, you know, the, the Senate had a lot of dysfunction last year and it was really within the Republican Party. And what came of that, uh, you had a, a, a few state senator, Republican state senators play in Republican primaries. And in fact, they took out an incumbent Republican from Joplin, Senator White. And there's a lot of hard feelings still moving into session about that, uh, because that, that was really the first time, certainly in my lifetime, and, you know, checking with historians that they could never remember sitting Republicans playing in other Republican primaries. Uh, and and so it, it really will be interesting to see how that affects the legislation that some of those folks that played in those primaries do. And so you could see a lot of turmoil again, or, you know, you could also see them come together and, and push out some key issues out of the gate. But right now, there's still a lot of hurt feelings, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And now a public service announcement from our sponsor, May Create Design. 1992 called, they want their website back. Stop apologizing for your crappy site and stop working with that company who thinks hot mix is the latest snack craze. Work with folks who have been speaking your language for the past 17 years. And get a website that's not a gigantic pain in the you know what to build. Visit maycreate.com, that's M-A-Y-E create.com for a free consultation and quote. Because if you think your website sucks, so does everyone else. So, Noel, what do you see as the legislature and all senators' priorities for the 23 session? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, especially with Cindy O'Loughlin being the floor leader and, um, you know, with the lack of function last year, I think there are some hot button issues that really want to be, you know, pushed on. Uh, Cindy O'Loughlin, Senator O'Loughlin was the education chair, and she's a big education reform person. Caleb Rowden, the president of the Senate is also an uh, education reform person. So I think that will be a hot button issue, um, depending on what they're pushing on that on those issues. 
you'll also see, you know, tort reform, I think will be an issue that gets gets pushed a little bit harder this, this session. Um, you know, the budget is healthy again, which is wonderful. Um, and so you, you'll see some legislation through the budget process, you know, whether it's roads or broadband expansion, you know, the governor is big on transportation, economic development. So you'll see, I think, a strong push on those. You know, the governor only has two years left. So, you know, he's going to really want to try and get his priorities across the finish line. Uh, we'll have a new budget person in the Senate, uh, Lincoln Huff, most likely. It hasn't been announced, but I believe he was the vice chair. He sat in on the budget on the House side as well. And so um, he'll probably be the new budget chairman in the Senate. He has an excellent mind for it. Uh, Cody Smith on the House side is the same budget chairman. And, and so I think those two will probably work a little bit closer than people realize. And it'll be interesting to see how the governor handles that. Um, you know, of course, the governor sends his budget to the House, and then the House makes markups, and then the Senate makes markups. And we'll see how that all shakes out. But um, I don't, you know, the governor has been very consistent on his priorities, you know, economic development, you know, infrastructure, broadband expansion, and, and it, quite frankly, he's done a pretty good job at getting that stuff out the door. And so um, we'll see. But I'm sure you're happy to hear, Dale, you know, I keep, you know, talking to leadership and, and House members and senators. Uh, tort reform is on a lot of people's minds uh, this session. And so I think that's a positive for us. So, Noel, pre-filing started on December 1st. Looking at the bills filed to date, which ones have the biggest potential impact on the, astro on the asphalt industry? Yeah, I mean, uh, Senator Luke DeMeyer, you know, filing his, his tort legislation again that, you know, would treat uh, our industry as if we were, you know, on doing public projects uh as it would treat us as if we were MoDOT employees right and and that, i don't think that's too much to ask it is controversial there are you know the the trial attorneys will fight this heavily um but i i think that i would guess would have the greatest impact on us and you know tony as an attorney and a, and a great voice for this industry i think will push he said he's the chair of judiciary um my guess you know last year there were when that bill was filed, it was sent to the wrong committee. I don't foresee Caleb Rowden. I can't speak for him, but my hope is he'll send it to Tony, uh, to, to the right committee, the Judiciary Committee. That's where it should go. And as a chairman, you know, he'll be able to get it out of his own committee. But there'll be a battle on the floor because the trial attorneys will not like this language and they'll push back. But, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get it across the finish line because I, I do think that probably potentially has the greatest impact on our industry. Well, that's obviously one of our priorities this session. So, so talking a little bit about that conversation, um, what are your thoughts on the possibility of, of the governor having another round of the low volume road program this session? You know, last year he pumped $100 million in the low, low volume road program and you know, did a lot of great things. Do you think that's a possibility moving forward again this year? You know, it, a lot will tell when he does the state of the state in January, of course, you know, if he if, if he outlines that, um, of course, that was a big win last year for the industry. Um, you know, we want to make sure those dollars stay there first and foremost, right? And and don't want any of those dollars taken away. But, you know, the budget's healthy. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think there's a chance there. I, I you know, 
the governor's staff has been been pretty conservative on some of the dollars spent, uh, making sure that when they leave office, whoever becomes the next governor has a healthy fiscal uh, budget as well. And so they, I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, my gut tells me it'll be it'll be difficult to get additional dollars in that. But you know, um, I haven't talked to the governor's folks in the last. Oh, six weeks about that or so. And so, you know, as they finalize the governor's budget and and really probably already have finalized it, well, it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, uh, Cody Smith was on the, on the House side, a big supporter of that last year. He allowed that money to stay in, which we're grateful for. Um, and, you know, Lincoln Huff, who I believe will be the next budget chairman in the Senate, uh, I would think there's a chance. He, I think on the Senate side, that's where we would try and add those dollars if if the governor doesn't add it in his budget. But we'll we'll, we'll wait and see on the know, state of the state. Yeah. You know, one thing that 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 got a real big increase in funding last year that was kind of under our radar was the governor's cost share program. I think previously Noel had been funded at about twenty five million dollars, and last year. For this last fiscal year, the governor got that up to seventy-five million dollars. Do you see that staying at that funding level moving forward? Yeah, I actually do. They they really like that program, obviously, to bump it up so much, and 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 I think there's probably a better opportunity there to bump up the dollars, just because it's that cost sharing, right? They, you know, and and once again, I don't want to speak for any member of the General Assembly, but Cody Smith, the budget chair in the House, loves that idea, right, when when you have buy-in from other entities. And so, um, yeah, I, I could see that actually being in the governor's budget, even maybe bumping it up a little bit more. We'll see. I mean, I'll be disappointed if, if they lower it, for sure, I, I, and, and quite frankly, surprised. But ho hopefully they do bump that up a little bit more because you are, you know, it's a partnership, right? And, you, and you're getting tax dollars from other entities. And I, I always think that's a smart play. And, and I believe the governor thinks the same way on that. Absolutely. Well, Noel, as we wrap things up, uh, you got any parting thoughts or want to tell us what you think has been the most interesting part of serving as MAPA's lobbyist? You know what I love about you guys is um, people are engaged. And, and there's no pow more powerful lobbyist than a constituent. And, and the asphalt industry does a really good job at building relationships across the state with their elected officials. And so when a big bill comes up, you know, they, they, they help lobby. I mean, it's in, in the sense that they're calling their elected official, whether it's a senator or a house member, and that really helps. And it makes a difference. I mean, I can walk into an office, but if a constituent walks into an office, they have a much more powerful uh, conversation with the elected official, and sh and they should, right? And and so I I love how the asphalt organization is, and and how much they're engaged uh, during session. It really makes my job a lot easier, and I'm grateful for that. Thanks, Noel. I just like to thank you for listening to Asphalt Talk, the podcast by and for asphalt professionals. If you enjoyed listening and learned something, please leave us a review. Your review will help us to, us connect with other professionals like yourself so we can keep the conversation going. 1992 called, they want their website back. Stop apologizing for your crappy site and stop working with that company who thinks hot mix is the latest snack craze. Work with folks who have been speaking your language for the past 17 years. 
and get a website that's not a gigantic pain in the you-know-what to build. Visit maycreate.com, that's M-A-Y-E create.com for a free consultation and quote. Because if you think your website sucks, so does everyone else.